you guys. Um, okay. It's Andy's girls. Um, Shannon's having a case of the Mondays, which looks like it started Saturday night. Um, and listen, okay, let's cut this shit. Okay, let's keep it real. You guys know I love Shan. She's my number one. She's my queen. She's also my spiritual housewife, owing in many ways to the broken bird that exists in many of us, arguably, to some extent, us all. Not necessarily connected to Shan in any way, but just connected to the fact that we all are ultimately flawed people, some of whom have better coping mechanisms than others. Um, But not all of us uh, made the decision that Shan made Saturday night. So many of you might be aware of the breaking news, which I woke up with because I haven't been sleeping. I'm on a steroid pack from my back. Not to make this a rest about me, just first and foremost, but just suffice it to say that I have been going to sleep at like literally because of this steroid mishigas at like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. So um, first thing I saw, apparently it broke uh, shortly before Sleeping Beauty over here woke up, opened up her magical little eyes, her little baby blues. Um, Some really unfortunate news. Uh, First, I think, coming off of TMZ and then, I mean, my Instagram shortly thereafter, um, Real Housewife of Orange County star and my spiritual housewife, Shannon Bedore, was arrested for a DUI and hit and run in Newport Beach. So this is all per TMZ, which everybody and their aunt has now picked up. Um, Shannon's law law enforcement sources tell TMZ that Shannon drove her car onto a residential property in Newport Beach Saturday night and actually clipped the house. TMZ was then told that Shannon turned back onto the road and kept going before parking her vehicle in the middle of the street and gird your loins here, getting out with her dog. That's right. Shannon drove into a house or clipped it, clip, 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 um, with Archie, but door in the car. TMZ sources say she tried to act like she was taking a walk when police arrived after receiving a 911 call, probably the call saying, hey, a um, erratic blonde woman just drove into somebody's garage. So when the police show up and see an erratic blonde woman walking a golden retriever, my guess is they connected those dots. TMZ continues, we're told she wasn't fooling anyone as she appeared wasted and was taken into custody. Cops also seized Bedore's car as part of their investigation into the damage for the home. A rep for Newport Beach PD says Bedore was booked for two misdemeanors, hit and run and DUI alcohol. She was, or as, um, Gina calls it Dewey. She was cited and released without bond. Sources with direct knowledge tell us she was not filming with Bravo before the arrest because those sources have a DVR and everyone who's ever seen Bravo in their entire life is aware that the show is not currently in production. 
TMZ continues to reference that Shannon has not had an easy time of late because of her split from John Jansen. One could argue she has not had an easy time of late since she joined the show. Um, Okay, listen, what do you want me to say? This is, first off, let's get to the heart of the matter, which is do not ever drink and drive. Do not ever drink and drive. Now, that seems obvious to most people, either law-abiding or not, that it is not worth putting your life in danger or, to me, arguably worse, hurting another innocent person because of your decisions to drink. Now, you know, all lives being... um, What am I even trying to say? It is incredibly, incredibly unfortunate that Shannon made the decision to drink and drive and also that she had Archie fucking Bedore in the car. My sweet prince. I mean, my named my first beta son Archie Bedore after Archie, okay? He is a king among men, also known as dogs. Those two are really essentially the same at this point. Um, Listen, this is the thing is I posted on social and immediately people saying don't drink and drive. How could you drink and drive? How could you drink and drive? Obviously, I agree. Do not ever drink and drive. But I also think we've been circling the wagons a little bit. Not the one that she fell off. But in conversation on Andy's girls for a while, I would guess since Shannon joined the show about Shannon's interactions with alcohol. Now, I am not going to in any way diagnose her, let alone like come up with a treatment plan. But the reason I'm bringing this up, aside from the fact that this woman just got arrested for a DUI hit and run and drove into someone's house with her dog, who she then sort of not tried to blame, but use as an excuse. I don't know at what time of night she, this happened. I'm assuming late, God forbid, either way. Um, Milk and Don't Call Me Honey did just post a story and said, is it possible that Archie was the one drunk driving and Shannon is just taking the fall for him? I mean, conspiracy theories abound, okay? All this to say... I had a lot of initial reactions to the news, which truly just broke. And P.S. There's a Bravo Lab en route to the cloth right now. And I am icing my back talking to y'all. But all this to say, Shannon seems to be not too compared to Rurinda, but Shannon seems to have a level of sensitivity to discussion around her drinking. And there were a lot of complicated thoughts that I had uh, immediately upon hearing the news. But to answer or even discuss some of the complications around what appears to be and arguably is a very easy statement, do not drink and drive, because it is a life-saving decision that one can make. And for these women who are seemingly quite upwardly mobile, certainly enough to take an Uber 
or Lyft line, or even, heaven forbid, Uber, Uber pool, that they can afford to make the decision to call someone to pick them up or to use a fucking app. And that would be the easiest, most important decision that Shannon could have made. And then I started thinking about Shannon. And I thought to myself, well, my guess is, and this is a total guess and presumption, and I have no idea how intoxicated she was, one could say enough, that for Shannon, who does not believe that she has a relationship with alcohol aside from being, you know, a trace amiga, one could argue there is one less this week in which to go on tour, and someone who calls herself Fun Shan, which is directly connected to her use of alcohol, that if I was attempting to think as a Shan, maybe not this Shan, but any number of Shans, that she probably thought, well, regardless, big regardless of how much I have had to drink, I don't have a problem. And if you are someone who is maintaining a level of intoxication as your status quo, my guess is there was a fair amount of hubris and possibly, I don't know if I want to call this ego or whatever else, it was a terrible decision to get in the car and drive while intoxicated. I don't know what her blood alcohol limit was uh, or what her blood alcohol level was, but my guess is enough to drive into a house that for Shannon, making the decision to pretend this was normal was as much associated with the level of drinking she had had as it was safety for herself and anyone else. She made a terrible, terrible decision. There's no word on the level of damage to the house. My hope is that homeowners were not injured. That was not mentioned in the TMZ piece. I hope that Archie is okay. I mean, like for this whole storyline of CP, whether or not CPS could be called, like quite literally who took over the dog when Shannon was, you know, booked and busy. Like who took the leash on that element of this? Um, But, you know, when it gets into the conversation of why didn't she order an Uber? Why didn't she make another decision? The fact of the matter is she made the wrong one. I think that is something everyone, I assume, I am sure Shannon could agree with. But why she didn't do that gets us into a really tricky territory based on absolute speculation that gets into the conversation of her relationship with alcohol and a sort of forcefulness from Shannon of what is considered normal. And it did also make me think a little bit about her relationship with John Jansen, which, by the way, is mentioned in like every single article and pickup that she's not had a great time of late because of the breakup and, you know, dot, 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 because she's Shan. And I think of her relationship with John and 
you know, I've had AGs reach out to me and say, listen, I'm, you know, I'm listening to an episode right now where you're talking about Shannon and drinking. And that unfortunately could be any episode. It could be any number of episodes because it comes up because people are watching her interactions. And I think it is somewhat, I don't know if ironic is the best use of the word, but Alanis, am I right? I think it is somewhat ironic that John Jansen is being mentioned in all of these articles, knowing that she and Jan are, she and Jan, she and John Jan, apparently is his new nickname, that Shan and John Jan, oh my God, are hanging out again. And it makes me nervous for a couple reasons. One of which is in watching Shannon for many, many years and seasons and having a piece of Shan in myself, not related to drinking, but related to other aspects of her behavior and sometimes thought process, that there is to me a connection here between the sadness and unfortunate kind of dynamics in her relationship with John and maybe a relationship with alcohol that's a part of that. And I was, you know, talking with any number of friends who sent me urgent triage style check-in text messages as shit blew up and was talking to a friend who said, you know, essentially it's like they're drinking buddies, that that is the nature of their relationship. And I have to agree. I mean, I, I see that it is it feels as clear as day that there is something about their relationship that Shannon can't get into because can you imagine if Shannon allowed herself to see what if she even agreed but to which I don't think she does to see what other people are seeing in the dynamics that Shan has with herself let alone with John if this is a man that doesn't want her to talk about their relationship at all it makes a person wonder what aspects of their relationship are so deeply sensitive to him. She's the person who drinks to excess seemingly most nights and calls friends as an outlet when she's drinking and doesn't remember the next day what it is that she talked to her friends about. But it seems in many ways to be related to anxiety over her relationship with John. And the irony here is I don't know how often, if at all, she has referenced alcohol in conversation with her friends. Unfortunately, we can't ask her about that because quite literally, she does not remember making these calls. But I I would not be surprised if there has been some sort of conversation amongst her friends and maybe one that maybe will happen. I mean, if there wasn't a call to come to Jesus moment, driving your car into a house is a pretty good indicator that something is going wrong. And it should not come at the cost of another person's health and safety, let alone the health and safety of Archie Bedore, your dog son. Ay, 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 Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, 
there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which have, with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads.
love where you live. This happened on Saturday. I'm a Jeff Lewis Live listener. Um, shout out the chumps. If you know, you know. And I remembered that Shan was going to go to drinks with Jeff over the weekend and with Jeff's on again, off again, boyfriend, Chef Stu and a number of other chumps, which is the um, moniker that <laughs> I guess um, sort of co-stars on Jeff Lewis, guest co-hosts and, and fans call themselves. And it's actually a term that was named in honor <laughs> of David Bedore, who called Jeff one day a chump or wrote him an email or said it on the phone or something or sent a text and said, you're a chump. And, and so the chumps <laughs> were born. Uh, it all goes back to David, unfortunately, alas. Um, but I know that Chan was out uh, over the weekend um, with Jeff. Um, I believe that happened on Friday. This arrest allegedly happened Saturday night. Or, you know, this arrest did happen Saturday night. Um, Kiki, also known as the Talk of Shame, um, just took to social and reported that there is going to be, when people are looking for mugshots or body cam footage or even an arrest log, um, it's going to be difficult to find, I guess, according to the Orange County PD and the ways that things are released. Um, she had already she had already been released, so there was not currently an arrest log in the system. I don't believe that they will release body cam footage or a mugshot. Obviously, the reunion has been filmed. Um, I don't know how Bravo, let alone Shan, is going to address this. Um, I noticed that people, at the time of this recording, people.com has not put up a story. My guess is that if there is a quote or statement from Shannon to come truly at any moment, that it will um, come through people, more like most likely. Um, you know, Shan was scheduled to be on Jeff Lewis Live on Friday. The likelihood of that happening is slim to none. She does have this Trace Amigas tour, which if you've seen video, it's all about the Trace Amigas being Trace Amigas. And it really does feel like there's going to be one less Amiga. I assume that those shows will be rescheduled. I don't remember how soon the next show is happening. I think it's fairly soon. But my guess is the last thing that Shannon re needs right now is to be dancing on a stage, taking shots, referencing the many times that Shan and her friends have had drunk, have had fun while very, very drunk. Um, I don't think that that is probably going to be uh, wise counsel given to her. Um, I would assume by the lawyer she referred Gina to several seasons ago. I mean, obviously, this is the thing about talking about so constantly another person's arrest for a DUI that if that happens to you, it's going to come up from the person who I'm sure, as we have seen, was deeply, deeply upset by the number of times Shannon talked about being sort of Gina's rescuer. Now, if only Shannon had rescued herself. Um, I My guess is that there is some sort of conversation happening likely between Gina and probably 
everyone Gina has communication with associated with the cast because this is going to be a topic I'm sure it was on the reunion and likely we will get some sort of screen similar to um, what happened with Luann, Luann and Tom's breakup, then Luann's relationship with alcohol arrest and everything else. Um, I don't know that there will be any kind of supplement added on to the reunion or conversation with Andy. I, I feel like that would be it, this is too close to the airing of the reunion, which will start in the next several weeks. Um, but I'm guessing that the reunion will reference it with some sort of title card, um, likely at some point in the first episode. I don't know what other on-camera statement or conversation Shannon will make. I don't know what guidance she's going to receive. These are two misdemeanors. That's no joke. She also, you know, crashed into somebody's house. So when it comes to liability that she's facing, I don't know what to say about that. She also just sent her kids off to school, one kid off to Paris. <sighs> and so Shannon finds herself in a position without her kids around, her family around. I don't know what John Jansen is doing to counsel or comfort her. Um, it's obviously very upsetting news. It's also ay, one of those things of just a lot of people commenting on this, and it really gets to the heart of a conversation about Shan. I mean, is this surprising? The details are, you know, again, she clipped someone's home, um, but that ultimately there was some sort of crisis point involving Shannon and alcohol. I can't say that that is terribly surprising. It's certainly upsetting for her, but is it surprising? I don't know that I could argue that it was. Um, and I say that with the most empathy for Shannon, but also a sense of, you know, really frankly, disappointment doesn't feel like enough of a word. I think really, truly making that decision to get in the car and who knows, unfortunately, how many times this may have happened before. I always kind of think about a person being arrested for a, a DUI. Sure, it could be a once in a lifetime, this has never happened and I've never done this. But I also think about tolerance and the way sometimes that people build up a tolerance, not only in um, drinking alcohol or any number of um, substances a person can have, but also in the tolerance of saying, well, I did this before and everything was fine. I've done this, it's fine. Or what is the this that I'm even doing? I'm I'm okay. I don't think I have an issue. I've built up a tolerance potentially with a certain amount of drinks or drinking where that becomes your new tolerance. Where one person's half a glass of beer is another person's bottle of wine, where you think this is because I have had this much to consume over this amount of time, I am okay because I'm always okay because this isn't a problem. And I just wonder for Shannon, I don't think this is a conversation that we will probably ever have. I don't know that we should with Shan, but it is the conversation of what made me think that it was okay to do this 
you know, Saturday night? And is that connected to the fact that this has maybe been my life? I'm not, I'm not saying that she has, you know, made drinking and driving her level of transportation. I'm certainly not saying that, but I am saying that for Shannon, when we talk about tolerance and tolerance for alcohol, that's not just in relationship to the alcohol itself. It's relation. It's in relationship to the environment that's been created and maintained as a result. It's like this very tangled but very connected web because a person's relationship with addiction is complicated. And the reason that, um, you know, a person can talk about not drinking, that doesn't mean that you are not in a program, for example. And when people talk about living a sober life, it is not only connected to not drinking. There are a lot of other elements in play. It is an astounding, incredibly brave, incredibly courageous, incredibly difficult thing to do. And um, I am in no way suggesting that Shannon is thinking or going down that path. But I am saying that, you know, the conversation about drinking is when a person is drinking to excess is really not just about um, their relationship with alcohol. It's about their relationship with everything else. And alcohol often is connected to those decisions and those assumptions and that kind of normalization of decisions that um, many people would consider, you know, bad. Getting in a car late at night with a loved one, like a genuine family member, Archie Bador. There is no dog apologies to his holiness. May his memory be a blessing to Jiggy, Jiggalo, Vanderpump Todd. But I mean, at least for me, Archie Bador is number one. You know that Shannon fucking loves that dog. And for her to make this decision and to have Archie in the in the car, I think is an e- example of maybe nothing. Maybe it's just bad fucking luck. But it was a decision Shan made, I assume, while she was, you know, uh, drinking, while she was drunk, and an assumption that she made that she would be okay and Archie would be too. And thank God that physically, hopefully, they are both fine. Um, My guess is, you know, that Shannon has had a bad fucking weekend. And I don't know what this means for her legally. I don't know civilly what kind of damages. I don't don't have any information into that uh, when it comes to the house or anything else, except to say that this is a really awkward kind of conversation, one that I don't think Shan ordinarily, certainly now, wants hundreds of thousands of people to have. But, you know, I I just kind of think about Shan and the trajectory of Shan. And this is the this small moment that I have constantly referenced repeatedly on several episodes, which is I just I can't stop thinking about her vow renewal with David Oive, but that moment in which she's finding out this is a surprise vow renewal, she's dealing with the shock and some anxiety about it, and oh my God, this is the dress I wore, whatever else. And she, you know, grabs that bottle of vodka and takes a really big gulp before she gets out because she needed 
a little bit of her comfort blanket, maybe to get her through. And that's a, a, a potentially a nothing moment and nothing burger that means nothing except she wanted to have a little something to imbibe before seeing a bunch of her family friends. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe the many things that I have referenced over the course of God only knows how many episodes about this are nothing. But, you know, Andy's Girls is about the psychology behind this. It's about examining behaviors. And often those behaviors that we're examining are based on our own assumptions and and, and interpretations of what we're watching on TV. And I think that there are some interpretations that people can make about Shannon's relationship with alcohol. And is it an assumption? Sure. Is it based, though, on years and years of short, edited uh, episodes, but also, you know, conversations that Shannon herself has maybe pushed away from having or tried to redirect um, that will continue. And I think she is, I don't know how she is going to respond to this. I don't know how she has been counseled. I don't know what decisions she will um, be making, as she herself has said, she has some strong relationships with lawyers in her community. She herself went to law school for at least an hour and a half. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It's incredibly unfortunate that the number one lesson here would be certainly not to, to drink and drive. Keep Archie Bador home. Um, regardless, I think Shannon is in a really, really difficult space right now. And I... I think this is going to be a hot topic moving forward. And um, maybe it will be a wake up call if there is a call that needs to be made. I would say, you know, in the best of days, if this decision is one that's being made and you're arrested for it after driving your car into someone's house, that this would probably be a little bit of a wake up call that there's something here. Um, maybe for Shannon to think about. And that's really ultimately Shannon's journey. And for those of us who are Bravo fans and Bravo-holics, let alone those who hashtag stand for Shan, um, I think it's a journey that we will see play out, hopefully with Shannon taking the lead here. Um, I don't know. I really don't know how that is going to go. And I say this as someone who has, who's, quite literally working for her PhD in Shan. So um, I really wanted to give you guys just an immediate reaction. This might be surprise news to anyone without internet or a phone, um, but um, wanted to deliver some initial triage style urgent care um, thoughts. And I'm sure there will be more updates to come um, and oy vey, hashtag this is a crisis. I mean, ay, 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 not so quiet woman. I don't know. There's a lot here to pull from. The first thing I will say is, you know, and last thing I will say, the thing I have continued to say is please don't drink and drive. And I'm including some information in the show notes for this episode. Um, thanks to Mothers Against Drunk, Dr- Drunk Driving, also known as MAD, M-A-D-D, which is a nonprofit organization that I thought of immediately um, based in the U.S., Canada, and Brazil that seek 
seeks to stop drunk driving, support those affected by drunk driving, prevent underage drinking, and strive for stricter impaired driving policy, whether that impairment is caused by alcohol or any other drug. So for more information on Mothers Against Drunk Driving, you can go to the website that is listed in the show notes for this episode. Hashtag pray for... (laughs) Hashtag pray for Shan. I really need to get my life together, okay? I have a Bravo Lab who's literally on a route. (laughs) I think her publicist just called while I was recording. But did I stop the recording? I did not. (laughs) Because I wanted to talk to y'all first. So I have to skadoodle over to AGHQ. Pray for me. I've been Uh, I recorded this on my bed, icing my back. I am going to attempt to sit in a chair in the clavis, which if you've ever had a back injury, let alone herniated discs with some joint ligament, yada, you know that that is a seemingly impossible task, potentially an irresponsible one. So I will play that out. Um, Let me know your thoughts and feels. Lord knows this is going to be a part of the next Satchel Spectacular on Patreon. Um, So include your first name in town or anon and slide into my DMs on Instagram at Dame Galley or email andysgirlsshow at gmail.com. Mention it all and your reactions, observations, and thoughts may be included in that upcoming Satchel Spectacular. Also, speaking of Patreon and our 15 minutes, 75 minutes total. Look at math. Um, Patreon special episode is up talking about the Southern Charm premiere, which I watched and deeply enjoyed. Um, and also is really just a welcome into fuckboy fall. So really focusing on <laughs> the many not so gentlemen of Southern Charm and also some fucking shit from Tom Sandoval and also thoughts on Carl and Lindsay following their public statements, which I get into in um, more detail than was discussed in the most recent Andy's Girls. You can listen to that episode and the upcoming Satchel Spectacular and more at patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Again, my Instagram at Dame Galley. Let me know your thoughts. Hashtag pray for Shan. Hashtag is Archie okay? Hashtag literally who is walking him, not a perp walk, but just outdoors this afternoon. Um, I really, it's an an unfortunate way to wake up. Um, Certainly nowhere near as bad for me as it was for Shan. And um, I'm sure there will be more to come. And you know that uh, here at Andy's Girls, we will be mentioning it at all. Uh, Mentioning it all or at at least some, right? At least some. All right, guys. um, Let me know your thoughts and feels on this episode and so much more. And I will chat with you soon. When life hands you lemons, do not drink and drive. More to come. Talk soon, guys. Bye-bye.